At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a sh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame Never doubt it, it's time for the truth Here's our dude, you're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney you're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Listening to Haney. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast Saturday edition number 26. 26 weeks in a row. Tim Parachka, Minnesota Tim, and Steve Johnson, the great predictor, here with you today. And uh, always a pleasure, Tim, to be with you. Yes, Steve. So I feel like I should, um, we should open up saying this. So yesterday you were taking a nap. Wednesday afternoon you were taking a nap. And I gave you a call to make sure that we were doing the Saturday Strong on the Thursday as we typically do. So my question for you, Steve, is why were you taking a nap at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Well, you know, it wasn't a nap, Tim. I was going to bed. Uh, I'm a body is, uh, you got to listen to the body. You know that. Body was very run down. I had lessons all morning. Uh, it was hot here in Dallas, too. We had heat advisories on and wasn't feeling too good. And so I told my wife when I got home at about 3.30, she was surprised that I got home so early, by the way. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go lay down. And uh, I was in a deep, deep sleep, recovery sleep, you know, one of those sleeps that your body needs. And then the phone rings and who is it but Minnesota Tim <laughs> asking some irrelevant question about, uh, of course, we're going to do the 
the podcast. So your wife Thursday is morning. excited to see you come home on Wednesday afternoon earlier than normal. She's excited to see you. She's expecting a back rub. Maybe she's expecting you to help with dinner since you're home early. And you go to the couch? No, no, no. I didn't go to the couch. I didn't go to the couch. I'm going to give you a, a, a verbal picture here. Okay. I got, I got home and I thought, man, I, I'd been sweating all day. In fact, one of the guys, when I was giving my last lesson, said, oh my gosh, you're melting. You, your shirt is all wet. Well, it was hot. It was 105 degrees outside. Not feeling well. Working hard. So I drove home and immediately got into my jammies, which is, uh, you know, underwear and a t-shirt. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to go, I got to go, I got to go lay down. I, so I went to bed, which I very rarely do. It wasn't couch. It was bed. I got my apparatus on, you know, I, I've told you before, Tim, and we're full disclosure here on the Hank Haney podcast. I, I am an advocate, especially for anyone that snores, which I do snore but no more because I have the CPAP and uh, I put that on and I was done, man. I, I went for blast off. If anyone of you uh, listeners, you know what I'm talking about. If you've been a fan of the CPAP, you put that piece over your nose. Some of you have an over the nose and mouth. Mine just goes over my nose. I, I strap in, push on, and man, I am out. Because I, I, it, it forces air into your lungs and no snoring, good sleep. And uh, I, was, I was having a great dream and all of a sudden the, uh, the phone rings and it's Tim Parachka. And, but that's okay. I told him he's, he was apologetic. You know, I said, I said, you think you would be. Oh, I'm so sorry. I said, oh, no, no big deal. I said, I had to get up and answer the phone anyway. So no big deal. Hmm. So, so it's not un, so it's so it's not uncomfortable to wear this CPAP over your face. No, no, no. In fact, when I put it on, it's like I'm. Uh, it, it relaxes my body because I know I'm getting. I'm not going to snore. I'm not going to have a hard time getting air in. It just it forces it in there, man. It's like it's like I'm putting my. Uh, uh, it's like a. Uh, an air compressor pumping air into your lungs. It's awesome. Hmm. All right. Well, we are loaded on the Saturday Strong today, episode number 26. So I Google the number 26 and see what comes up. And there's a Wikipedia page for the number 26. And I am absolutely amazed by this. And we're going to get to golf talk in a little bit because there is one specific topic that we absolutely need to hear the great predictor's thoughts on. And you will want to hear this. So that's coming up shortly. But 26, I am fascinated with the fact that there's a Wikipedia page for the number 26. And here's the description. 26 is the natural number following number 25 and preceding number 27. (laughs) For some reason, I just find that to be the funniest thing ever. (laughs) I don't know why. Well. That's that that's Minnesota humor that you're, uh, that you're subject to. <laughs> it's just like the dumbest thing ever. Like, who would create a Wikipedia page just to say that 26 precedes 25 or whatever, or precedes 27? I don't know. But I'm actually associated with the number 26 quite a bit here, Steve, because... Okay, you got to let me know. I'm, I'm anxious to hear who was the famous number 26. Well, there are marathons, okay, Steve. And on this Wikipedia page, 
it reminded me of this. So a marathon is 26.2 miles. And okay. I and I've ran six marathons. So the number 26 is very associated with my personal life. So you got the Grandma's Marathon in Duluth. I ran that twice. The Fargo Marathon in North Dakota. I ran that once. The Washington, D.C. Rock and Roll Marathon. I ran that once. The Twin Cities Marathon and the Mankato <laughs> Marathon. Okay, okay. You're like those golfers that want to tell you about their round of golf, and they tell you about every shot. <laughs> All you needed to say was, hey, I ran in six marathons. It's the number six. Let's move on. You don't have to go into all the... I'm, I'm glad it wasn't 16 because you'd have still been uh, rambling on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So that's my number 26 dedication to the podcast. Are there any famous athletes number 26? Well, last week, Steve, was episode number 25. And my cousin, Brady Hokinson, who I illustrated in episode number 20, because he was number 20, sent me a text message asking me why I did not honor him in episode number 25. So I'm going to create a retraction on episode 25 and include Brady Hokinson, who played for the South Dakota State Jackrabbits Division I basketball team. So I'm making a retraction on the 25 and including Brady Hokinson in the 26 because I made it air last week. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm, I'm sure everyone uh, loves that. Brady, uh, blah, 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 Hokinson. Don't disrespect my cousin. Do you, I'm, do you I'm, have you know, anything? But, but nobody knows. This is this podcast is for the listener, though. It's not for your fan. It's not a little family, uh, <laughs> you know, get together. Yeah. So hey, let's get in. Let's get into the rock and mortgage class. I got something for you. This first. is about as this. No, is, well, no, okay. no, no, no. All right. I got okay. something for you first. Okay. okay. This is bigger than the rock and mortgage classic, and this right. ha- this is actually something that I've learned to appreciate because. My man at the Wyzetta Country Club, Jeff, he was going to participate in this. And it's the 2020 PGA Professional Championship. And it's canceled for 2020. And this is the thing, Steve, that you have a huge hatred for. I have never seen somebody hate an event more than you. And here's the PGA professional statement. Okay. We are disappointed to announce that the 2020 PGA Professional Championship, July 19th through the 22nd at Fazio Foothills and Core Crenshaw Cliffside Courses at Omni Barton Creek Resort and Spa in Austin, Texas, has been canceled. Despite a deep desire to stage our signature member championship on behalf of its talented field, it became apparent after consult after consultation with local health officials in Austin last week that this could not be done responsibly and there's more going on. Um, But Steve, the PGA professional championship is canceled. I'm disappointed, but I'm sure you're not. I'm, I'm heartbroken about it. I'm I really am heartbroken about it. Now let's, let's set the record straight here. I have nothing. I have no problem with the PGA of America club championship PGA tournament. I've got no problem with that. I, I think it's great to identify guys that are not only good PGA pros, but can play as well. I think, I think that's great. It's too bad that they have to cancel it. And, you know, as you've heard, a lot more cases in, in Texas and um, we're kind of ba- we're kind of hunkering down again and, and trying to get everyone wearing masks and things like that. But 
Here's where I have the problem. I have the problem with the major that is by far, by far the least desirable major event. And we're talking about the four majors in professional golf. We're talking about the Masters, the Open Championship, the U.S. Open. We're talking about the PGA. Uh, the Masters, very small field. U.S. Open, anyone can qualify, but everyone, the, the field is, it's a level playing field. Everyone has to qualify. They have a few exemptions. Uh, finishes the previous year, um, guys that have won previous majors for five years, all that stuff. I mean, legit, legit exemptions. But then everyone else qualifies. And then you have the Open Championship, which is very similar. The USGA, the RNA, they have these uh, these qualifiers. You can qualify anywhere almost around the world to to qualify for these events. And then there's the PGA of America, the PGA Championship who allows 20, it used to be more than that, I think it used to be 36 club pros. And here's the logic I just can't understand. You've got these club pros that are playing against other club pros. That's fine. That's a good deal. It's like a club event. Hey, you know what? You won your club championship. Guys that win the club championship do not go and play in the U.S. Open. Guys that win the club championship do not do not go and get an invitation, an exemption to the the Open Championship overseas. It's, I think it's totally ridiculous. You say you're, we're honoring the PGA of America pros. It's, it's ridiculous that we allow guys. And you look at last year, you got two guys made the cut before that. Years before, I mean, there's many years that nobody makes the cut. It's an embarrassment. It's just the level of play is so different from your PGA club pro uh, club championship. And playing with the best players in the world under the toughest conditions, uh, it, it's just, I, I just don't see how that adds anything to the field. I think you can honor the PGA pros in many different ways. Not sticking them in prime time and saying, hey, you know what, You're, you guys are going to go out there. You're going to play two days. You're taking up the, the course during the practice rounds. You're going to play two days and then you're going to be, uh, you know, you're going to be hanging out here and uh, like a big shot. Go back. And, and help the people at your club. That's what they should be doing. Why can't they have one week for the PGA professional, Steve? I mean, if a PGA professional shows up to the PGA championship, and let's not even say they make the cut, which a few did last year, and that is a dream accomplished. Why can't the PGA professional go to the PGA championship and play and have one week where they just soak in and feel appreciated for their efforts during the course of the year? I think they can. And one, one of the things the PGA Tour used to do was they used to give exemptions to the local pros, like the guy that won the section championship the year before. Like, let's take, it, for example, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Rocket Mortgage Classic, uh, the section winner up in the Detroit area would get an exemption to this tournament. But you know what? The Rocket Mortgage doesn't see any value in it. They didn't give the exemption to that guy. Let me see who they gave the exemption to. They gave exemptions to sponsors exemptions to James Nicholas, Eric Van Royen, and then uh, let's see who else they give. Open qualifying Kurt Kitayama and Donnie Trosper. They don't see any value in it. That's where they should be honoring the local PGA pro. Do not put him on a primetime stage so he can embarrass himself and he goes home. You know, I tell you what. He goes home 
And everybody at the club, everyone at the golf course says, oh, way to go. You did so good. And they have kind of that half smile thinking, man, you made a total ass out of yourself. Man, yeah. What are you doing thinking that you can play with those guys? They cannot play with those guys. I don't think they think they can play with those guys. I think well, they just why? appreciate being there. Well, go there and be a fan then. Go there and watch the tournament. Go there and help with the broadcast. But to, but to get to put a, a, a uniform on and to be out there in, in, the, in the game, the field of play is absolutely ridiculous for a PGA pro. It's ridiculous. We're not talking just a corn fairy event or a regular garden variety PGA tour event. We're talking one of the four majors of the year that is, is a coveted invitation. Um, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I do not know. The only rationale you can, you can use to say, hey, you know what? This is why. It's because we've always done it that way. And, and then the guys that, that, that don't even have an argument say, well, hey, it's the PGA of America's event. They can do anything they want. So that's when I came up with the FedEx Cup would be the, the top 20 FedEx Cup point winners plus the top 10 FedEx Cup drivers that have done a, an exceptional job driving and delivering their, their boxes around the country. The top 10 would get an exemption to play in the Tour Championship and play for the millions of dollars. How about that, Tim? That's different and you know it. Come on, Steve. It's not different. It's, it it's is not, different. not even close to different. It is different. So you're no. a PGA professional, right? Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this question. You just turned the big 6-0 a couple weeks ago, recently. Let's say, what, 25 years ago, okay, you would be 35 years old. And let's say you're just an amazing golfer, and maybe you were, but not quite good enough to play in the PGA Championship. If you were good enough to be a PGA pro playing in the PGA championship, are you telling me that you would not appreciate having the opportunity to go onto a golf course like Beth Page Black or TPC Harding and just appreciate being on the golf course? Are you telling me, Steve, that if that opportunity presented itself, you would turn that down? I, I probably wouldn't turn it down. But here's what I would, the conclusion I would, would draw after playing in that event. Damn, those guys are so much better than me. And that's okay. I do not have, well, the, the thing is though, this is, a, this is an entertainment event. This is not, this is not a, uh, you know, uh, an award for a PGA of America pro. Well, they don't even show them, Steve. They show them one putt on 18. That's it. Well, and then they talk about the guys that, that, you know, Hey, this guy's got a chance to make the cut. Uh, it's just ridiculous. It's taking up spots where someone could actually that is that could compete at that level. It's taking up a spot from a guy that really deserves to be there. The PGA Pro does not deserve to be there. But you just said you would be there. You just said you would play. But but it's not my decision. If I get an invitation, I definitely go. It's okay, not my that's hypocritical. No, no, no. It's it's the PGA of America leadership, man. If you want your major to be one of the top events and it's number four by a long shot. It is so far below number three. If you want to build some reputation, you want to build some, uh, uh, some cachet around your event and maybe, maybe not overtake the masters, but overtake the open championship, overtake the 
U.S. Open, then you've got to do something to to bring some legitimacy to the event. And you say, hey, you know what? We're we, we've been doing this PGA Pro deal for you know many years. It's run its course. These guys, the, these PGA pros, it used to be back, Tim, back in the day when the PGA Championship was formed, the guys that played in these events were PGA pros. They, they had club jobs because there weren't that many tournaments. A guy had to supplement his income. There were very few guys that just played golf. There were guys that had get jobs at clubs, jobs at golf courses that would play at events. They didn't have many, probably 10, 11, 12, 13 events during the calendar year. So they had to have other jobs. Now it's a different deal. It's a different deal. It's like saying, hey, you know what? At the men's A-League that you play in in, uh, in Minnesota, where you're the king of the assist, if you guys win the, the championship for the A-League men's basketball league, then you ought to be able to play in uh, you know, the, uh, not necessarily the, all- the All-Star game, but maybe, maybe you get a spot in the playoffs. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's it's ridiculous. Not an, that's not an apples to apples comparison. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's All the closest right. I could come right now off the off the top of my head. No, I liked it. It was good. All right, we'll take our first break here on the Saturday Strong episode number twenty six, dedicated to the PGA professional. All right, go check out voodoopainrelief.com right now to get a free two week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. It will take care of your aches, it will take care of your pains, and it will take care of you. It's Hank's product, and it's an overwhelmingly positive. Everybody loves it, everybody enjoys it, and everybody's taking advantage of this free two-week supply, and so should you. VoodooPainRelief.com All right, when we come back, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Basically a Corn Fairy Tour event? That's next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Okay, Tim, we talked about the schedule, the PGA Tour schedule, and this is, what is this, this is the third or fourth week of the PGA Tour restarting? Fourth week. Fourth week. Okay, uh, we're, we're talking about it on the Hank Haney podcast right here, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. You know, there's something like 12, 13 events in this new startup season. You think, remember when we, we started the season and all the top pros said, we're going to play early and often, we're going to get in there and we're going to play and we're, and I was thinking, man, it's going to be like a, a top 10 in the world almost every event that's going to be competing. And it's going to be a really condensed. This is kind of the model that you had sketched out when you said the ratings were so poor for the PGA Tour 47 events. And we talked about this earlier, the Sony and the Tournament of Champions and all that stuff. The, the ratings were terrible. And your suggestion was, hey, let's go down to, to smaller smaller number of events. And so we, we've got a better field. Well, this is the fourth week, and already the the uh, I think we have five out of the top twenty in the world golf rankings. The, the world uh, official world golf rankings. F- only five players are playing in this event at uh, Detroit Golf Club. Let me see. We've got Webb Simpson, Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau, Terrell Hatton, and Tony Finau are the only players in the top 20 in the world that are playing in this. What are your thoughts on that, Tim? Yeah, Steve. So I, the, when I look at the field this week, it reminds, I mean, I think it's a product of the fact that there are back-to-back events at Mirfield Village. So originally after the Rocket Mortgage Classic, no, that's not true. I thought it was going to be the John Deere Classic. But for whatever reason, they have back they have back to back Mirfield Village tournaments. So you got Mirfield right. Village, which is not the Memorial, and then you have the Memorial at Mirfield Village. And as Hank was talking about on Wednesday's podcast or Thursday's podcast, the preview for this tournament, Mir- Mirfield Village is one of the top courses on the PGA Tour, and right. we've seen these top players at Colonial, at the RBC, at the Travelers, and eventually they they need to take a break. And the Rocket Mortgage Classic, Steve, is a new tournament on the PGA Tour. It just started up last year. So players don't feel a personal obligation to play in this besides Ricky Fowler because he has a sponsorship with the Rocket Mortgage Classic. So, I mean, players just don't feel obligated to play. They don't have a personal relationship with the Rocket Mortgage Classic. It's not a favorite golf course. 25 under par one here last year. And it's just, I don't know. I just don't feel players feel the need or 
want to even play in this event. Right, right. I mean, you're, you're talking about courses that players have, have part, participated in and prepared for for years. And although the, the Detroit Golf Club, I've heard some great things about the Detroit Golf Club, one of the old school country clubs up there in Detroit. Um, but it's it's sad. It's probably good that they don't have any gallery out there this week because they wouldn't have any gallery out there anyway with the uh, type of credit. Now, I mean, Jason Day is making his first start this year after the restart. And, and you know what? We Jason Day was one of those guys a few years ago that we talked about Hey man, this guy, this guy can win, win every event. He's talking about recapturing world number one. Something's up with Jason Day. I don't know what it is. Um, his back. <laughs> is, is it his back? I don't know. He's always injured. But he always looks like he is, is on the verge of some type of physical issue. He's poured into those shirts. Man, how tight those shirts look. I mean, it's, a, it's hard. He could get injured just getting out of one of those shirts. Yeah. But then we have Webb Simpson. You know, he's, uh, he won, he's won twice already this year, one, uh, week, couple weeks ago. And then Patty, Patty Reed is there. I just, I look at this event and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm getting a sense. The great predictor is getting a sense that a young gun is going to break through here. Last year, who was the, uh, the winner? Nate Lashley won it last year. And you said 25 under, that's a, that's a, that's deep. He won by six, though, however, Ooh. so take that into consideration. Wow. Most people were around 18, 19 under, and he just got lucky and won. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's darn good golf. Uh, that, that tells me that there's a lot of birdies out there. The weather's going to be perfect out there this week, Tim. I mean, highs in the, in the mid-80s, no wind, sunny. It's going to be great. The humidity up there is really is low right this, this time of year, uh, 30-something percent, which is kind of low humidity. But like you said, the Corn Ferry event, it, it does look like we've got a lot of uh, a lot of journeyman players. Uh, it's a big field, but the the thing that that, that strikes me, I I thought Cameron Champ was going to get suspended or something. I thought he he tested positive for a coronavirus. Doesn't he have to take fourteen days off? Yeah. So here's the news, Steve. Okay, so this just came in last night, um, and I read it this morning preparing for this podcast. So the PGA Tour made some changes referencing the COVID-19 policy. And I'm reading this off of Brian Wacker's Twitter. He made a tweet about this last night. He says, if a player or caddy tests positive but hasn't had symptoms, which Cameron Champ didn't, and returns two negative results at least 24 hours apart, he can return to competition. As such, Cameron Champ has been cleared for this week's Rocket Mortgage Classic. So Cameron Champ... He did test positive, so which, which really shows an error in this coronavirus testing, which seems weird. I mean, it's kind of weird that you can test positive and not even have it. So you're confusing me. He tested positive, then he took two more tests, and he tested negative, negative? Yes, because he had no symptoms, so he took two more tests, and those were negative, negative. Wow, those tests are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> My question for you, Steve, so that's Cameron Champ's deal. And this mm -hmm. is my question because he's a popular player. People love him, but he's just not very good. For the amount of talk Ricky Fowler gets on a week-to-week -week basis, he just doesn't win that much. I mean, what, he's got five wins on the PGA Tour, no major championships. The guy's in his 30s. 
I mean, I told Hank that I wouldn't be surprised if he was off the PGA Tour in five years. He's 31st in the World Golf Rankings, and he hasn't played well this year. He's got a new coach, Hank said, John Tillery. And here's his finishes recently. So before the season shut down, the Farmers Insurance Open miscut. The Waste Management Phoenix Open tied for 37th. The Honda Classic miscut. API tied for 18th. The Charles Schwab Challenge and RBC since play resumed missed cut. So, Steve, we're going to be seeing a lot of Ricky Fowler this week. He's the Rocket Mortgage Classic guy. So there's going to be a ton of commercials featuring Ricky Fowler. I want to hear your thoughts on his game and him as an overall player. Well, I mean, he's a very talented player. He has his record is, I, I, I think you would have to classify him as a tremendous underachiever, although he's won five times on the PGA Tour. I mean, when he was in college, he was a dominant player. Uh, I can remember 2008, he qualified for the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. And all of these, he's from Southern California, so he had a lot of fans there. And all these guys were yelling out, Ricky Fowler, Ricky Fowler. And I said, who the hell's Ricky Fowler? And I thought, and he did play, I think he did play well. He made the cut there at the U.S. Open. Um, but there's certain guys, and we've talked about this before, they're guys that once they get to the big show, once they get to the PGA Tour and they have some success, and they make a lot of money. It's no longer about the championships. It's no longer about, they've got, they've only got so much time. I mean, how many ads is Ricky Fowler, State Farm, Rocket Mortgage? I mean, you name it. He's, he's blowing a lot of time uh, with these commitments that he has. And even at this tournament, I'm sure he has, he has to be with the sponsors. He has to, you know, schmooze a little bit. One thing I can say about Ricky Fowler, he does have a lot of charisma. He likes being in the spotlight. It, it doesn't surprise me that it, two tournaments ago when they asked, NBC asked the players, hey, you know what? We want to mic you up. We want to get going. The only guy in the whole field of 140-something players or 156 players to agree to be mic'd up was Ricky Fowler. He loves being on the stage. He's a great guy, too. I mean, you hear that everywhere. Everybody says the same thing. He's a great guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know him. I don't know him well enough to to say if he's a good guy or a bad guy. He does have, he does like the stage. He does like being in front of people. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I think he's going to be. A, I don't think he's going to lose his PGA Tour card. He's going to be a player that just makes money. He's going to be like a Hunter Mahan type guy, a uh, guy that much more talented than Hunter Mahan. But he's going to be a guy that just makes a bunch of money on the PGA Tour. He'll win occasionally. Uh, but when you look back, when he looks back at his career, he's going to say, hey, you know what? I underachieved. I should have done a lot more. I made a lot of money. And that's what Phil Mickelson used to say, Tim. He used to think it was the guy that, that was the, the, the successful guy on the PGA Tour is the guy that had the most toys. And, but I, what I mean by toys is the private jets, the cars, the houses, all that stuff. And then Phil had kind of a reawakening. And he wanted to see how good he could do. And his career made a huge change late in his career. I mean, after he'd won a bunch of events, I mean, now he's, he's uh, you know, he is definite Hall of Famer, um, second most winning of active players on the PGA Tour. And um, I mean, I just see Ricky Fowler looks back like a guy like, like Justin Leonard, who will look back at his career and say, wow, I can't believe I, I competed with these guys. 
I can't believe I won the biggest tournaments. Can't believe I won the Open Championship when I was at 26 or 27 years old. Justin Leonard's going to look back on his career and say, hey, you know what? I, 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 I was an overachiever. There's no way I could even believe that I, was, I did what I did. But Ricky Fowler's going to be just the opposite. When he looks back at his career, he's going to say, hey, you know what? I could have done so much more. I've got all these great bank accounts. I've got all these great commercials. But man, I don't have a lot of the skins that a lot of the players that, that, that are less talented than me have. You love Justin Leonard. I mean, you know what? I, I know Justin Leonard. And the reason he's a small guy. He's not a strong guy. The game really has passed him by. But I'm telling you what, man. At every level, he overachieved. He just figured out a way to get it done. You got to admire a guy like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, cool. You just always mention him, so I, I don't know a whole lot about him, but you always mention him at least once every couple of weeks. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. All right, we're going to take our second break here on episode 26 of the Saturday Strong. Go to HaneyUniversity.com. Hank has deals for a push cart, and he also has a deal for a range finder. And you cannot find these deals anywhere else. The range finder typically is $300, $400. This range finder is $200. And it vibrates when you get your target on the pin. And it's accurate. It's got slope differences. So you can tell it, it, it calculates the uphill, downhill in it as well. And you can use it in tournaments because you can turn the slope off. So go to HaneyUniversity.com and check out... Um, the range finder and the push cart. All right. When we come back, we got a caddy John call that I promised last week we would get to. And I have a instructional question for the great predictor, Steve Johnson. That's next. At bed three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television 
today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to the We're Gonna Finish Strong on Saturday Strong here. This is the Hank Haney Podcast with the great predictor Steve Johnson and also Minnesota Tim Parachka. Hey, we encourage you to send in your questions. Tim, where, where, did, where are our listeners sending questions so we can answer them on the air? Yeah, they can go to Hank. They can, or excuse me. They can go to Hank Haney Gall. Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't think of it right now. I am just, this just came out of nowhere. They can send in their emails to Hank Haney Golf at Outlook.com or tweet at Hank at Hank Haney. <laughs> okay, there you go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> So we've got a little Caddy John. Caddy John is a very uh, famous listener to our, our Hank's show back on uh, another station. And we stay in touch. You know how important I think caddies are. And Caddy John is one of the most important caddies. Very insightful. I look forward to his observation and his uh, question. Yeah, here's Caddy John who called in and left a voicemail on my phone. Here we go. Caddy John in Atlanta stepping into the Saturday Strong podcast. Coming Saturday bold. That's right. Old school with a huge question for the great predictor. But he's got to look back. It's going to take some reflection. It is this about Elder Tiger Woods. Which Tiger Woods came the furthest? The Tiger Woods from birth to turning pro in 1996. The Tiger Woods from 1996 through the fire hydrant incident. Or has the Higer Woods from the fire hydrant incident to this present date actually come further than the other two phases in his life and career? Of course, from the fire hydrant to this present date, there's a huge incident in the middle that probably did more for his golf game than maybe just about anything. Maybe two if you count the back surgery. I sit here in fascination. I'm looking for something bold. Which Tiger Woods came the furthest in his career? Ooh, that's a great question, Caddy John. And, you know, we don't know, we know the record of Tiger Woods from birth to 96. But from 96, you know, 97 is when he won the U.S. Open. He comes on the scene. Masters, as a not U.S. Golfer. Open. Excuse Masters. me, excuse me, Masters. Uh, fact check. Thank you very much. Uh, the Masters, in, I think he won it with his C game. Isn't what he said? I have my C game with me. He kind of ruffled some feathers. I got to say, Caddy John, of the three different time zones from birth to 96, 96 to 2010 and 2010 and beyond. There's no question. It's the 96 to 2010. Uh, he did things in the game that, uh, that will be unmatched. I mean, the, his dominance in, in almost every category I and mean, stats were, were well kept stats were accurate. He did things in, uh, in that period that uh, we'll never see again in, in our lifetimes. And I mean, I, I would say that we're, he, he did things that we, we will never see again, period. It just was unbelievable how it was such a perfect storm. A, uh, a guy 
an, an ethnic player that back in the day was not allowed to play a lot of the courses that he dominated on, um, goes and does what he does with these victories. And, you know, I think uh, we're going to look back at the third period from 2010 on and say, hey, you know what? The fire hydrant incident was a huge incident. Uh, when that happened, I told Hank, I said, oh my gosh, I said, I- I'm sensing, the great predictor is sensing a Michael Jackson type ending to this guy. You know, a guy that is strong as tight as he is, that had this illusion that he was all that. He's going to be a better father. He's going to be a better husband. He's going to be a better person and all that. And then he gets exposed for really what, what he was. Um, and everyone makes mistakes. But a guy that has that illusion and perpetuates that illusion that, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm bigger and better than all of you guys. And then when he falls from grace, uh, I was thinking Michael Jackson. All of a sudden that he was going to be gone. But, uh, you know, obviously that's not the case. But I mean, it's a question whether he's even going to play this year. You know, I mean, he's, he's getting older. The window is closing quickly. It's a short season here, it, uh, the 2020 season, and there's still no signs of Tiger Woods coming out and even thinking about playing. So, I mean, he did play in the uh, the big, uh, what was the? Uh, Champions uh, for the, Charity the Tom, match. The, the, the Tom Brady's Rip Your Shorts <laughs> uh, charity challenge. Uh, but that's it. I mean, I... You look at the the field this week in the Rocket Mortgage, and you say we need a tie. We need Tiger Woods. We need. Can you imagine if Tiger Woods went up to Detroit? Uh, that would be that would be a big deal. Of course, and, it would. Uh, be. It's a big deal yeah. anywhere he shows up. Right, right. So we have the Workday Charity Open next week, followed by the Memorial. Um, I got to think if he does not sign up for Memorial, if he does not play a Memorial, there's something's wrong. Something's definitely wrong. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But Caddy John, great question. That was the Saturday bold uh, prediction and, and declaration. It's the second stint from 96 to 2010, which will be considered by many uh, Tiger Woods' best period of play. Good answer. All right. One more question for the great predictor. So I played golf on s- Tuesday morning. I always play golf on Tuesday morning with my cousin, Tyler Schmidt. And I went into the golf. <laughs> Why do you have to say that? Why do you have to say that? Because. Why do you have to say that? What, what are you giving Tyler Schmidt some, some pub? Yes. All you got to say is, hey, I played golf, period. I played golf. I've got a question. No, I, I okay. played golf with my cousin, Tyler Schmidt. Okay, all right. I played okay. golf with my cousin, what Tyler was, Schmidt. What was Tyler Schmidt wearing? <laughs> I don't know. It's a great question. What, what um, kind of clubs does Tyler Schmidt have? He has, I don't know. He has a Callaway Odyssey putter. He just got fitted for it. Okay. Does uh, What kind of golf ball does he use? Titleist. Is he a uh, visor or cap? Cap. Okay. All right. So anyway, thought, this I is thought, a serious thought, question. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm so waiting. this is a serious question. So I'm going to the first tee and I'm trying to figure out my snap hook that I got going on. Sometimes it snaps hooks. Sometimes it doesn't. So my swing thought is to loosen up my grip to open up that club face a little bit more. Okay, so that's one of my swing thoughts, okay? My other swing thought is to try to get inside out and swing to the right. My third swing thought is that I should have great tempo in my swing. 
My final swing thought is where I'm aiming. I want to be aimed well, and I want to be lined up well, and I want to hit the fairway or just be right off of the fairway. I want to miss it where I want to miss it. I don't want to miss right, but I don't want to snap hook it left. So I've got all these swing thoughts going on in my mind, Steve, and I'm playing awful for the first four holes. Oh, man. I find it on hole number five because I scratched those swing thoughts and just set them off to the side, threw them into the garbage can, and didn't listen to them anymore, didn't trust them, went with something else, and I found my game. So my question, Steve, for average golfers and myself, who considers himself an average golfer, how many swing thoughts should be going on in their minds when they approach that opening tee? Well, I mean, that's a great question. And, and let me say that of your, your three swing thoughts that you verbalized here, the one that, that is, you shouldn't be thinking about, especially if you're snap hooking, is swinging more from in to out. Okay, let, let me explain. The snap hook is created by the club face getting closed relative to the path of your swing. So if you're trying to get the path of your swing more from in to out, which a slicer should probably be thinking about, but if you're trying to get the club path more into out, it's much easier to get the face closed to the path and you will tend to, to snap hook. Um, if you're a snap hooker, you need to move the ball farther forward in your stance. You need to swing, get the path more to the left. Then it's much more difficult to close the face relative to the path. You see what I'm saying, Tim? I do. Okay. So everyone should have swing thoughts. I would focus your swing thought on what kind of impact position do I want to, to fix the big miss? that I have. Let, let's say your big miss is a slice. Hey, so I got to get the club face closed to the path. Then you'd think, you'd think on your practice swing, okay, I'm going to swing in to out and I'm going to get the club face closed. Even if you have to set the club face closed a little bit at a dress to give you a little bit of a, a head start, uh, I would definitely do that. I would. Your swing thought needs to relate directly just precisely to your what a kind of impact will get the type of ball flight that you want. So for you, who's a, a snap hooker or a pusher, I would put the ball farther forward, which would in turn get your swing path more to the left. Swing path more to the left. Uh, not You should not be thinking about softening your hands because you want to control that club face. You got to keep your hands a little bit tighter and don't let that face flip over as you're swinging to the left. That's going to fix that snap hook. So, um, v- valid, legit swing thoughts are going to help. Every, every golfer has the swing thoughts, but they've got, to be, they've got to relate directly to how is that going to make the impact better and how is that going to fix my big miss. And If you do that, you're going to, you're going to turn it around right away, even on the next shot. So. Sweet. All right, cool. Well, that inspires a question for next week's episode of the Saturday Strong. And this is going to tease the listener for next week. What are the worst swing thoughts a player can have stepping up to his golf ball? That's what the great predictor will answer next week. And the great predictor, Steve Johnson, golf schools with an S at HankHaney.com. And I think we it's only fitting that we end this episode by saying Tyler Schmidt, <laughs> Keep it up. Brady Hokinson. Brady Hokinson and any other relative of Tim's that uh, happens to play golf with him. What's the golf course that you play? Shadowbrook Golf Course. Shadowbrook Golf Course. You got to, 
Anyone that's up in the Minnesota, the, the 10,000 Lake area, needs to to test out that golf course. And, Jacob uh, Wandersee, I don't want to leave him out. I'm playing okay, with him Jacob on Friday. Jacob Wandersee, okay, good. Yeah. good. Any any other uh, guys that have given you free rounds of golf or uh, you know swag that you need to mention? Well, Jeffrey Rooning at Wyzetta Country Club. Okay, there you go. That's it. Anything else, Tim? Uh, you always got to mention it. one of your biggest sponsors, Hank Haney. Of course. Who gives yeah. you a lot of a lot of swag. Callaway. But, uh, yeah, love it. Okay. Nice. All, All right, right Tim. Till next time. Yeah. Till number next time. episode number twenty-seven. Yes. I'm signing off right now. This is a great predictor from Dallas and uh, Minnesota. Tim Parashka up there in the great Twin Cities. We'll talk to you next time. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.